0: Guys, number 32. This is Davis and Vinny. And today we're joined by Chef Brian. Hi, guys. And a former door guy, Christian. Welcome to the show, Christian. Hey, glad to be here. I'm sure I feel like we've talked about you a few times on the uh, podcast with old stories.
1: Yeah, my name's come up a few
0: times. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're going to have tales of door guys' past. But before that, I would like to ask you guys a question because we had a crazy weekend last weekend. Because together on, I guess, this show, you guys combined have way more years uh, than me at this. All of you single-handedly have more years than me, Um, so I want to know if anything like this has ever happened before. Brian was here, but this week we had Christina P, um, and we had her opener was this lady named Chase O'Donnell, or a girl named Chase O'Donnell, and she real sweet girl had been like a child actress been on the disney channel um really real real sweet nice person like one of the sweetest people i've ever met here and Hmm. so friday night christina has a friend that drove in from somewhere close that she knew and he had uh like a service dog or a dog with him that was like a datsun or a wiener dog type dog and when i was at the podium sitting people um Colleen came up from them coming inside and said, hey, when you go in the, I was doing sound that night there, she was like, hey, when you go in the uh, green room, there's there's a guy, he has a dog and it does not like people. And I was like, okay, okay.
2: 200 of them here. right? (laughs) (laughs) Wrong place to bring a dog that doesn't like people.
0: And so when I go in there, I'm very careful about it. You know, like I try to stay away from him because I already know. Well, Chase goes up, does her set. She she does about 30 minutes, and uh, she does like a guitar thing. Well, then Christina comes out, and her friend came out to watch the show, left the dog in there. And then all of a sudden, uh, a horrified Scott comes out of the green room because he walked in to her with a bloody face because apparently when she got off stage, she went in there and was like, oh, hey, little buddy, to the dog and <laughs> wrong, right on her fucking face and nose. <laughs> bit the shit out of her. No way. her dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, she couldn't close out uh, first show because blood and, like, she was – and like I said, she was very sweet. Her She was, like, crying. I kept being like, are you okay? And she's like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, and – she's like, I just don't know what to do because her face was swollen. Colleen got her makeup, and this is the best part of our job, to, for a painkiller, Colleen just started feeding her vodka. So, <laughs> so second show, she had to shorten the uh, set a little bit, which I didn't know, and I thought it was weird because she put her phone up, and she was kind of quiet, soft-spoken uh, when she was off stage. put it up to record. And when she did that, she was like, let's go. And I was, I was like, wait, that was weird because she didn't do that in any other shows. <laughs> yeah. like, afterwards, I found out uh, she had been drinking a little bit, so... And I'll never forget that night ever. <laughs>
2: <Jesus>. <laughs> Dr. Colleen with the vodka medicine.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's uh, why I love working at a uh, comedy club. No nights the same. And has anyone, has anyone gotten mauled by a
1: dog for you guys? No, I mean, we've had dogs here in the past.
3: Plenty of them. Yeah. Ian Christina had- used to bring her own dog. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Nick Allen was pissed. He had to walk it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Drew Lynch always brings uh, Stella. Yep, yep, yep. It's a great dog. And, uh, I mean, we've had... Oh, yeah, that's right. We've had people bring their kids, babies. Yeah. It was just uh, Tammy Pescatelli, didn't she? Yep. bring? yep, Luca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, but,
2: he didn't but maul no, anybody. We've, never, we've yeah.
1: never had any maulings.
0: There's
2: no maulings. That's the, I think it's the first mauling here.
0: Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah. She had got a... A, a hole some Scott was telling me there's a hole in the inside of her lip ouch so the, so she must have been talking and the dog lunged up yep. and got her in the nose and on the inside of her lip is where the the injury was well, well no, i just thought, thought it got her li- teeth yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i thought it got her her lip only and then i saw her she did an instagram story and went like this uh like leaned her head up and you could see underneath her nose right here oh. it was so bad like it was bruised and cut and that's where most of the blood was coming from was sure. from there and all i and when it happened and i because after scott told me i went in there to check on her and everything and all, all i had in my head was that scene from anchorman with jack black's like now this is gonna happen he punts the dog off the bridge <laughs> <laughs> Cause I wanted to do that off the balcony, <laughs> but that guy's dog survived that night, and I think uh, Saturday shows were good. So, well, and
2: I heard the dog was not back on Saturday. That's good. Yeah,
0: that's probably
3: good. Uh, I think the only other time I've seen someone bloodied up here was when uh, an old door guy Rick came out of the women's bathroom <laughs> with a fake tampon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but
2: this is the story I've i was heard telling this story you about. Before, yeah, yes. so he, so we used to have to clean get the uh, the in the handicap stall. There's a trash can with the feminine bag stuff in there, and he loved to get that. And he he was he's was a filthy guy. Oh, he guy. relished oh, he it. He loved yeah, it. He's like, he oh are... look, there's a lot of bleeders tonight. Oh yeah, he, he
1: I mean he would he would announce it going to get the rag bag. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> fucking loved that shit.
2: And so his last night here, he come out. He had taken a tampon put it between his teeth and put a blood capsule all around his mouth oh. and on the tampon And comes out holding the bag. He's like, I went digging and got me a good one.
0: <laughs> Did that uh, freak some of the servers out a little bit?
2: I believe it did, yeah. But, I mean, everyone that knew Rick, I mean, it didn't really surprise oh, them. God. I mean, because he did it all the time. Oh, oh yeah. Was he was just, yeah. yeah, he was his thing. Yeah, he was uh, that kind of person. And, I mean, not in a disgusting way, but in that gross, funny way where you're just like, oh, yeah. man, I can't believe he said that.
3: I always tell my food runners when they have to start to learn how to seat, like, they're really timid about it, and they can't really tell people no when people are like, I don't want to sit here or, uh, you know, this seat doesn't work for me. Can, you know, they, sure, they have right. to be assertive. Yeah. And I'm like, I used to have a door guy that would seat people. And if they looked at him sideways, he said, I will kick you out right now. <laughs> and that was Rick. Rick's like, I will kick you out right now. You will not sit.
0: I like this and aggressive. Then, style. And then he's like, this
1: was an option.
3: People sat down, they shut the fuck up. They enjoyed the show. And,
1: <laughs> Rick had some really good stories because he was a door guy uh, at a club in I think it was Denver uh, sometime in yeah. the nineties. Yeah, like he had like uh, he had stories of uh, Jim Carrey when he was still really? still doing clubs, you know, in his early days, and mm-hmm. and uh, I think it, I think it was Jim Carrey who he said like they were doing a house party after the show and someone was on top of the roof of this house and like pouring like tequila down the gutter. And Jim Carrey was, was at the bottom of the downspout drinking the tequila.
2: That's awesome. I don't think I heard that story. Yeah, he had a
1: lot of good stories. It, uh, very few of them that he actually remembered because he, he said it was just so much alcohol and drugs. Sure. Yeah. You know, back then that... Uh... I,
2: re- I remember <laughs> Rick, uh, I, during the Medicine Hat show when we were doing the induction and, you know, it was all quiet in here. People are, you know, trying to keep them... The crowd quiet so Medis not can in, in hypnotize him. And Rick went up to these people that were talking and he thumped this dude on the back of his head <laughs> that was whispering to his friend. <laughs> And he told me about it afterwards. I was like, what'd you do? He's like, I went up and I thumped him on the back of the head. I was like, dude, you can't
0: touch the customers. Well, and if you get a good thump like that, you can
2: like it hurts. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he was he was how tall would you say Rick was? Like six Six, four? four? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. he was a tall guy. He was a tall big dude, yeah. So he had those big sausage fingers and boom. Well,
0: I mean, I guess eating a tampon is way worse. I was just asking about the servers because all the time I go in the girls' bathroom now, and we don't have to do the tampons anymore. And uh, I just say that i like, God, it smells like copper in here. And they all are like,
2: oh, you're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even gross compared <laughs> to Rick. <laughs> the, the servers are kind of of, of sensitive, than, more sensitive now than they used to be.
0: That makes sense. The, I feel like the club is a little bit less crazier than it used to be back in the day.
2: Well, I mean, we don't
3: do our staff drinks anymore. Right. The shift drinks.
2: Yeah, there's not as many drinkers either,
3: <laughs> you know, so. There might be a manager walking around with a coffee cup or something, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get into this. Let's get into tales of door guys past.
2: Christian. We need a theme song or, or, yeah, or I know, a, a right? play I thought dun, about dun, doing
0: dun. it. <laughs> um, you and Brian were you guys friends before Funny Bone, or did you guys because I know you guys' careers kind of match up a little bit together right. here at the Funny Bone, and that's why Brian's here also.
1: Yeah, no, I've I've known Brian since uh, since high school, and uh, you know, I I knew Brian in high school, but I, I wouldn't say we were necessarily friends. We were friendly with each other, but we didn't hang out or anything, right? Uh, but shortly after high school, you had gone away to college. Yep. And you came back, and then... Our friend groups had kind of merged. Yeah, our friend groups kind of merged, and we just kind of hung out and knew each other. And yeah. and yeah, so we were friends before before the Funny Bone. And then how did? when did you guys decide? Did you
0: both decide
1: to uh, work at the Funny Bone, or did one of you get a job here first, and then the other one was like, yeah, that's awesome? I started working here first. My good buddy Jamie Getchman was a door guy here. Yep. Uh, I was going to... I was taking classes at Metro. I was taking prereqs. Uh, at Metro during the day, and just the hours here worked out great. Right, and he was able to get me here, and I started. Gosh, what, six months after we opened at this location,
2: yeah, something like that. Because Jamie and I started day, you know, pretty yeah. much day one. Yeah, and then it wasn't long after that when you came on.
1: Yeah, and then it was probably
2: fifteen months after they opened up that I
3: finally started here.
1: Yeah, so it was you know probably another yeah nine months, six nine months yeah. after is after that- I started that we no, I know Jamie's the one that basically, I think he's the one that put in the word.
2: Well, it's both. Really? Because it was, because I remember Colleen saying that, yeah, I got this, you know, kitchen guy coming in. Christian and Jamie vouched for him. So I was like, all right, cool.
1: Well, I knew that you had gone to culinary school and you knew you, you know, worked in a lot of kitchens, but you weren't working at a kitchen at the time. uh, No, I was working as a
3: machinist.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I didn't know if you just kind of gave up on, uh, on chefing or kitchen management. The official I, chef, I think, I think Jamie's the one that put the bug in your ear. And...
3: Yeah, I, I was actually kind of saving up some money and just waiting to get back into the cooking game. So it was kind of right place, right time. I had a new car that could get me to Omaha
2: instead of a shit box, and it worked out really well. Well, and Brian was our third kitchen manager. Yeah, third or fourth, yeah. I, I can think of two off the top of my head. Yeah, it might have been a third one in there. But, yeah, it uh, – was was interesting. You know, we were going through uh, kitchen managers pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, within <laughs> the first six months, that's yeah. ha- going through three or four. That's uh, yeah. got to find someone. God dang it. Why is it doing that again?
2: You didn't touch anything that time. I wonder no, if I that comes not. out
0: in post. I don't know.
2: Guess I, uh, I, I guess we, we will find out. It
0: looks like it is. It is reading that. What I don't know that? what's going on. I'm going to pause it just for a Good second. Call. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Uh, mics are fixed. <laughs> hey, Brian might sound a little different.
3: I got a new one on a different channel.
2: <laughs> He's a problem child.
0: So, uh, okay. you guys, did you get in? Did you get a job at the comedy club? Were you into comedy before that, or did you just get a job because you were all friends and you were like, "This is a cool ass place to fucking work," you know? Well,
1: for me, both. I was,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I, I, I because. Jamie was working here and he was a buddy of mine. I'd, I'd come up here fairly regularly, mm-hmm. you know, a couple times a month. And then uh, I, I've i always been a fan of comedy, but I didn't follow comedy. Not like I do now. You know, it's before the day of YouTube and, right. and Netflix. Sure. And so, you know, just whatever you saw on Comedy Central. And HBO maybe. Right, right. But I, you know, I, I credit my dad for getting me into comedy because, like, I was... Nine, ten years old, and I could quote like movies like Caddyshack and Fast Times at Richmond High. Nice. And so that's that—that's just how I grew up was was watching comedy films. And um, my dad took me to see my my first two comedy shows um, when I was underage. Somehow he, my dad, just did his magic and got me in. <laughs> uh, so I always had a love of comedy, but I I didn't I didn't know how the comedy world works, right. Uh, I you just
0: reminded me when I used to work Friday nights with you. That's literally all we would do all night is quote like Chappelle show and yeah. old stripes and all kinds <laughs> of movies the the whole night. So that has lived on for a, a long time. Your dad <laughs> yeah. You did it well.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the, the first movie that I remember seeing at the movie theater was Ferris Bueller in oh that's the nice. in '86. I was five years old. You know who. I mean it's rated R movie. Not too many parents were taking their kids to see radar movies True. when they're five True. years old.
2: Especially in in late nineties right. early nineties rated R movie. Right. And so I mean that's just that's just how I grew
1: up. Like my dad just didn't have that filter, like, uh, this probably isn't child appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just
3: I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's also in Chicago. So True.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're living in Chicago and, and it just, you know, that movie has a different meaning there than it does everywhere right. else, but is Abe Froman a real person? <laughs> Abe Froman. Some would say that my aunt's family is related to Abe Froman. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is what... <laughs> <laughs> Brian just pointed at him because we yep. did
1: have this conversation
0: a little bit. <laughs> 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 it, uh, there is a Volpe meat somewhere. That's not your guys's though?
1: No, it's not. Volpe meats is in St. Louis. Um, my side of the family, they've got uh, uh, Russo's sausage.
0: Oh, Okay
1: in In Chicago, so they
0: literally so i when I said this the other night to you that he is the sausage can of the Chicago fuck ape from and that yep. was real <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> yep, you, you you go to you know just about any any Italian place or pizza place in chicago if if they've got Italian sausage on the menu, it probably it's comes ru- probably ru- comes from my family
2: that's you know? awesome, yeah, I
1: did not know awesome that. I didn't either yeah, so no no trip to Chicago is complete without coming home with like a cooler full of sausage <laughs> <laughs> that's the
2: best yeah, I get the family sausage,
1: yeah.
0: Uh,
2: nice. I don't
1: know where I was going
2: next
0: with this. Um, so you were into comedy before. Brian, I know we asked you that, but I forgot. Were you into comedy before you came up here? I kind of forgot.
3: Uh, no, not specifically. I ended up, uh, you know, getting into comedy after I started here.
2: Well, That's- and you don't even get to watch that much of the shows anyway. Right. So yeah. your your comedy exposure is when you shut down the kitchen or you're making everybody else clean up and you get a sneak out and catch... Twenty minutes of the show.
3: Yeah, I gotta, you know, kind of pick my times to come out here. If the, we're not busy enough, I can get some of the feature, and then if we're uh, super busy, I can get some of the headline over the course of the week. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I do like comedy now. I listen to it a lot.
0: I feel like the uh, a lot of people that we have on here that work at the Funny Bone. Knew about comedy before they started here, but once they started here, they really got into comedy, like seeing the inner workings of everything. Because I think I was the same way. I always enjoyed comedy, but uh, working here is really, you know, see, like. We were just talking about this recently. I forget who it was. Uh, it was a server, but we were talking about like the first time I ever came up here. And I think it was to see a show, but then also the first time to come up here to like interview and they let you watch a show and do all that. Like this place seems so big and like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going. And like, and when you work here, you're like, it's small as fuck. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's pretty it's really easy to navigate. But like when you come in here you know, and I think it's like the bright lights and every, you know, just the, the whole showbiz thing that kind of gets people's eyes bright when they come in here and know. the
2: aura and the, right. the, the you know the, the atmosphere and the club and the comics and the difference and you know that messes with people as well sure yeah,
1: and uh, you know the the glamour of seeing somebody yeah. that you've seen on TV or in films or on, you know heard on podcasts you get to see him live on stage right you know that kind of distorts everything else that's around you
3: yeah there's a lot of magic in just pulling off the live show too you know like we're not a full-on theater but There's still a lot of inner workings everywhere you go.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like that part of it. And a lot of people don't see that. Yeah. But we talk about it a lot.
0: My wife just (laughs) experienced that Friday with Christina P because she got to go in and take a picture with her. And she didn't do meet and greets or whatever. And when we got home, she's like... She's so nice. She's just, like, a regular person. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. she asks a lot to, like, oh, can I take a picture? And I'm a, I'm a huge dick. I'm always like, no, don't bother him. <laughs> when literally she probably could every time. Oh, yeah,
2: every time. <laughs>
0: and now she's going to listen to this and want me to do it every time.
2: And then she's going to call you a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have – you worked in
1: Kansas City for a little while at, at a club down there, didn't you? I did, yeah. So – I, like I said earlier, I was working here while I was going uh going to school to get my prereqs. After I went to Kansas City uh to go to college, um I just basically just transferred over to our sister club in Kansas City. And I worked there uh sparingly, but I worked there for gosh, probably about a year and a half or so. And uh there it was completely different than it is here.
0: That's what I was gonna follow yeah. up is Name, uh, tell me, enlighten me on some of the differences because this is the only place that I really know is our club here.
1: Well, at the, I worked at the old club there. They've got a new club now, but even the old club was new when I started there, mm-hmm. and it had a, had a showroom, which I got, probably sat about like 600. It was huge. Oh, yes. wow. It was huge.
3: Definitely five, yeah, five and a half.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> and then in the middle there was a huge bar, And then on the other side was a three-screen movie theater, which was all operated under the same complex.
0: Oh, wow. And they, you know, they had,
1: uh, this was like before Alamo Draft House, so you can just push a button on your seat and servers would come and you can have, order cocktails and food. Um, But they quickly realized that that was, I think it was just too big of a venture for them, and they scaled down and they've got, you know, like a 400-seat room now. Gotcha. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed working there. My my last weekend here, we had Pauly Shore. <laughs> and then I moved there, and I, I took a few weeks off to just kind of get acclimated with the area. And my first comic there was Pauly Shore.
2: No <laughs> shit.
1: So basically, it was that. like having Pauly two weeks in a row. <laughs>
2: yeah. And,
1: <laughs> and one is enough. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. So everybody has their Pauly Shore story, and everybody has their <laughs> thoughts on him and whatever. But... When I was there, he treated everybody there the same as he treats most people everywhere he goes. Yeah. Doesn't want to shake hands, doesn't want right. to talk to anybody, wants to be secluded. But he remembered me. First thing he did, he walked up to me and he, and he pointed at me and he goes, Omaha, right? And I said, yeah, but I work here now. And all of a sudden we were buddies.
2: Really? Wow. It was
1: like he, he knew who I was, so he was comfortable with me. Uh-huh. He didn't know anybody else. And so it was like I, I like became like his safe zone.
2: Oh, nice. That's and awesome. That's yeah, cool. And so,
1: it, like, I've, I've I have a different perspective of Paulie
0: sure, Shore now because of course. Of that. that's that's crazy. It, basically, because he didn't know anyone else and had anxiety about that, he
1: clung to you because that was familiar. From yeah, a he worked weeks with me just that. a few weeks before. He knew yeah. I was cool and I wasn't going to be. Yeah, you know, you can whatever. handle everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. Make sure shit is, you know, wired up tight like it's supposed to be, like he wants it and
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Hmm, that's crazy. I didn't know that.
1: Yep. Um
0: and then he forgot you 2 weeks later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For sure. And did you work with him again down there or or was that the in only Kansas, time? No, that
1: was the only time I worked with him in KC. Okay. And look, I'll talk I talk I've talked crap
0: about him on here, but I also <laughs> follow that up with uh because I like to, you know, think that people's minds can evolve and it's the same thing uh there's been a few comics here like the first time i met him my first interactions with him were fucking shit where i'm like this guy's a fucking piece of shit yeah but then like you know like sitting around like just thinking about him and his life and like who he is and who he's been around you get sympathetic to his plight and you know what i'm saying even though like he's a famous dude he's always been like you know uh, I've talked to, with Colleen about it. Like he was fucking having Sam coked up Sam Kennison making pancakes at like midnight, you know, <laughs> right. at his house when he's like six years old or whatever. That's a different lifestyle than any of us know. So we don't know how he would act around right. people, you know. So I've, I've tried to follow it up with like, yeah, he's he's treated me like this on these stories I tell. But also I give him the benefit of the doubt because I know you know, that uh, about his life and how he grew up. And also the last time he was here from everyone else, they were like, Oh, he was, and his parents had passed away. He was a lot more humble and nice to everyone. Oh, you wow. Know? Cause yeah. I, I've seen him treat other people way more shitty than he's treated me, but yeah. it's, it's whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> like,
3: I was, uh, I was flying out to Denver to go to the Denver improv and train a new kitchen manager there. And I got to our airport. This was, I mean, I, I guess I would have flown out on a Sunday or Monday. It was probably Monday. And, uh, I was sitting in our airport getting ready to leave. We had Polly the weekend before. So I'm you know, I'm like, I would have just missed him. But I went up to the bar in the airport and I was like, Oh, give me a give me a drink. And uh the bartender's making small talk with me. Oh, where do you work? What are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to this and I'm gonna do that. And she's like, Oh man, Polly Shore was just right over there. Like, <laughs> yeah, we had him this weekend. And the bartender is like, he was straight up making out with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so he must have picked some girl from Omaha, and they flew back to L.A.
2: Oh, jeez. Oh, she had, I to, find I I she had to find her own way back. I know she had to
3: find her own way back. He doesn't buy two-way tickets.
0: <laughs> I have seen him uh, make out with two girls at the bar while his, uh, I guess, I would say loosely girlfriend in L.A. was on. He was Snapchatting her or FaceTiming her while he was doing it to be a a dickhead. (laughs) Really? It was interesting to watch that happen. And she's just like, what is going on? He's like, So
2: it wasn't like they had an open relationship where Uh, that was cool. No, she
0: wasn't cool with it. He's just at the bar out here. Like, people are around. He doesn't care. (laughs) It's... uh, It's it's quite a sight. He went
3: to uh, Twin Peaks, our restaurant. and he (laughs) he did. He he told all of the girls there that he would get them into his late Sunday show, and they all showed up at nine o'clock and. We don't have a late Sunday show.
0: <laughs> that weekend, he also had a Twin Peaks uh, lady come, but her parents came with her because I'm sure she was like, "I'm going to the Polly Shore show," and they were like, "No, you're not," because <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was not 21 either. Uh, she was 20, but I don't. She couldn't drink. That's part of the reason I think her parents were here. So. He, uh, he's a good time. We'll have, uh, I talked recently to, uh, Lewis, who's an old door guy who will be on here and he was same thing. Everybody has a Polly Shore story and,
1: uh, yeah. To keep going with Pauly Shore, not, not to beat a dead cat, but we, uh, (laughs) the the, the first time I worked with him, um, I actually had a good time. He was kind of a, you know, he was Pauly. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I'm the one that picked him up from the airport. I'm the one that drove him back and forth to the hotel and I, th- I can't remember if it was a Friday night or Saturday night. We got done, and he wanted to go to the club. Well, at the time, uh, Club Nico was the only club that had uh, I remember that like place. A, like a VIP yeah. area, right? And he, he had to have a VIP area, and so somebody called ahead and, and reserved a VIP area, and so I took him there, got to go inside with them. It was great, you know, being being amongst a celebrity and being
0: oh again, getting the for same sure. treatment for sure.
1: Um. Fallout Boy had been in Omaha that night. I can't remember I think that they were at Sokol, and okay. after their show, they came over to Club Nico oh, wow. and were in oh. the same VIP area with us.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. That was,
1: I mean, it was literally, you know, this was when bar closed at one o'clock. So right. we had gotten there like eleven thirty. So this was all like an hour and a half tops. Right.
2: Uh, so but you it get was hanging out with Polly cool. and Fallout Boy in right. the VIP section of Nico. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's super that's cool. Badass. Yeah, it was. Did you have to drive him around to look at pickup trucks that one time he was here?
2: No, that
1: was Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, I think they went all the way down to like Smith.
3: Yeah, I think He was going to buy one? Solid two days. Yeah. Just driving around, <laughs> looking at pickup trucks. He, he but not just,
1: not just any pickup. Like he wanted to buy like a Nebraska farm truck, like just a gonna beat say, up old farm truck. He's seen
0: Woodhouse commercials in Los <laughs> Angeles. <laughs> right. That's,
4: <a>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's funny. Um, what do you have? Any questions? I still have some, but I feel like I'm the only one asking questions.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm sure I've got one. Which member of Mudvayne did you paint yourself as for <laughs> Halloween in 2002? Jeez, <laughs> <this is> great. <laughs> uh, I
1: I don't remember the name, but it was the drummer. It was the
3: drummer? Yeah. <laughs> I just Wanted to make a note of that. Yeah. <laughs> and we even bought
1: like a, a toy store, like a little child's uh, drum set. To <laughs> sit behind.
3: <laughs> nice. And uh, how's that? Uh, how are your feelings now about new metal? You still digging new metal? No,
1: not at all. Okay. <laughs> not <in laughs> not a big Mudvayne fan so anymore. No.
2: <laughs> Mudvayne's going back on tour. They're they're getting back together. So I, I mean, you're not going to dress up again for Halloween.
1: No, no, I. You know what? And I saw Mudvayne five times in concert, <laughs> I and mean, I. I mean, it was twenty years
2: ago. I like Mudvayne. I mean, you know, I'm excited they're getting back together. Maybe they'll come around. Yeah, I'd go see them.
1: Well, listen, everyone makes mistakes.
2: I'd have, I'd have, <laughs>
1: if, 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 it would be neat to see them again, but, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be on the floor anymore. I'd be right. sitting in the back. <laughs> You do have a knack, you told me
0: one time, of getting into concerts, uh, just not buying tickets anytime before, just showing up and getting tickets. I think. That's
1: all because of my dad, though. <laughs> That's his thing. My dad has never paid full price for a ticket in his life for anything That's really? so sporting awesome. events, concerts. He'll just show up day of mm-hmm. and just stand out front, and he'll have a $20 bill in his pocket. I mean, he, he saw Elton John for 20 bucks.
0: Really? Yeah, I was going to say, and you guys, you said that you guys went to the uh, Link here in Omaha. I forget who it was, but it was see. a big name like that, and some guy oh. took you in. Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you had, like, sweet seats with, like, a dude from, like, South Africa or some shit. No, like he's that. from Sweden. Oh. He owned, he's, the, he's the head <laughs> chef Such and ass. owner of,
1: of Bruchai, like, one of the best restaurants in the area.
2: Huh.
1: Um. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, so my, my dad and I were, were out front trying to buy tickets, and yeah you know, nobody has two. And if they did, you know, my dad was pulling his whole trick. Hey, I'll give you 20 bucks for that ticket. And people are like, no,
3: $375 ticket. He's like, you're yeah. going to walk
1: in with a ticket that you're not going to use. And, and instead of taking 20 bucks, and you're like, yeah. And so here it's like 20 minutes before showtime. And he's like, I, I don't think we're going to get in. And then sure enough, this guy comes up and he goes, I've got one ticket if, if you guys want it. And my dad's like, you take it. And I was like, all right. And it, my dad's like, you know, how much do you want for it? I, you know, I'll, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. I mean, and this guy's like, no, I'll just give it to you for free. And so I took that. My dad immediately found another guy that was selling a ticket for 50 bucks. So the both of us got to see Paul McCartney for a total of $50. That's wow. so awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I offered to buy – we had to sit separately, of course, but I, I'm not one of those where I have to be, you know, right. with somebody at a concert. Right. right. And, you know, I offered to buy this guy a beer or, or a drink or, or whatever – not at all. He gave me his business card. He said, stop by the restaurant sometime. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Nice.
2: Hmm, that's crazy. But yeah, that's, that, that, that's my dad. Lear- that's just what learned. he does.
0: He <laughs> learned that? That's the best. I think you guys need to teach me that. Cause no kidding. Uh, after, after this whole pandemic thing, I need to go to way more concerts, I feel like. There's a lot of people I haven't seen live that I'm like, last year sitting at home, I'm like, god damn it. I need to get out of this house and go to a concert. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So how many shows did you guys end up walking away from where you couldn't get a ticket? None. I've never walked away from anything. Really? Yep.
0: 100% of the time you got it? That is... Yep. That is amazing. Because
2: you'd have to... Because going with that strategy, you'd have to... I mean, I, before you just said that, I would think you you have to go to that knowing, there's a chance I may not get to see this show and be okay with that.
1: But, I think my dad has, has maybe once or twice he hadn't been able to get in, but... Jeez. It awesome. works. I mean... You, obviously you have more money in your pocket, but you, you sure. just say, I've only got 20 bucks. Yeah. Right. If they're just going to walk in with that extra ticket, chances are they're, they're just going to take, take 20 it. bucks. Yep.
3: Yeah. Did he work uh, across the street from the CenturyLink for a while?
1: Yeah, he worked at the Hilton uh, for... I uh, bet he just
3: spent time for just walking no- across the street. Oh, he did. Oh, who's playing tonight? Oh, I got 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And so he would, he worked there for a number of years before he retired, and but he kept his employee parking pass, so when we went to paul mccartney he just pulled into the employee in in the parking garage and stuck his pass up there that's awesome not only did we get the two tickets for 50 bucks we got free parking parking. (laughs) and i guarantee he still got that pass
2: i wonder if it still works
1: i'm sure it does
0: i have a uh i want you to tell us some if you remember any crazy stories about throwing people out or anything like that here, uh, but also I wanted to start it out by telling, or you having to tell the story that Brian kind of brought up to me about you smoking some weed of Lewis Black's and that that didn't
1: mm-hmm.
0: if I had to find like a safe place. <laughs> yeah. So this was,
1: <laughs> let me preface this by saying I'm not a pothead. Not at all. <laughs> I'll second that. But I have enjoyed some in the, in the past. And this was before I actually started working. It was like it was literally the week before I started working here. Okay. And Chell Bjorgen was here. Mm-hmm. Is his first time here. And we had all gone to uh, Kona after the show. Mm-hmm. And I was I was here to watch the show. You know, before you're before you actually come in. You know, like Colleen and whoever will have you come in and watch the show. Right. And so that was my night to do that. And so afterwards, we had all going out for reverse happy hour. And then they were all going to the condo, the comedy (laughs) condo afterwards for more drinks and whatever. And Chell, who had just gotten off tour opening for Lewis black, decided to share some goodies that he had gotten. And it hit me at a, a whole new level. (laughs) 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 And, uh,
0: was this your first time partaking in the Devil's Lettuce? <laughs> no,
1: no, it wasn't. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but it had probably been a year since I had prior to that. Uh, but yeah, for whatever reason, I, I decided that behind the couch was was the place to was the place to be and just ride it out. <laughs> <laughs> the safe zone. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of safe.
2: Yeah. No it one works. can get you back there.
0: I've had a buddy who's done that before where he, but he actually flipped the couch over. It took the cushions off. So it was almost like a coffin that he
2: was. <laughs>
0: <in>. <laughs> so that was real safe because no one could see him underneath there. But the couch was flipped over. So. Or a
3: fort. It could be a yeah, fort. Was, I was going to say a forward. fort. I don't know why he went
0: to coffin, but, uh, mm. just, you know, he was like passing out and stuff. So <laughs> coffin seem more appropriate. <laughs> Are there, do you remember uh, any times we like to? talk about uh throwing people out or like uh, a couple weeks ago a girl up here at 124 was so hammered she stood up and then took a header off the table uh dogs biting people
2: well and i also want to ask i want to add to that because you're very you're you're a mellow dude yeah and so how do what is your technique or how did you go up and handle those people that you know, that's we're a, yelling out, and because it's not that you're scared. You know, like, you know, some some of the guys they get timid or they get scared to mm-hmm. go and say something. That's not you, Andres. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call him out, but I'm glad you did. Um But you know, how, what was what was your technique for going up and telling people to basically shut the fuck up? I know. I always
1: tried to use. I've I've watched Colleen do it so many times. Oh, the best. Which she doesn't she doesn't do it too often because normally you know we take care right. of it. Um, but I'm. I don't know how Colleen does it, but she, she could say anything to anybody and make it sound so sweet and uh-huh. genuine and sincere, and oh, y- you'll do whatever she asks. Oh, yeah. And so I always try and do that, you know, go up to the table with a smile, be like, hey, guys, I know we're all having a good time, we're all having a laugh, but be just being a little bit loud, you know, just got to keep it down or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, you know, try to kill them with kindness, but that usually doesn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I would say it never works. I use, I try to use the same technique the first time I go to the table. Yeah, is I always approach it very nice. Uh, I think one of the last times that I did that, there was a guy in the back, and I was talking to his wife who was shit faced, and he wasn't. And he looked at. I only said it to her. I was like, "Hey, ma'am, you know, you just need to keep it down a little bit." And he looked right at me. He's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and I go, "Okay, well, you're gonna get kicked out." And I just walked away. And then. Usually, the second time I go up, I'm not. I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I'm gonna kick you out if you don't be quiet. Because my thing is one, I don't want to fight anybody, yeah. and two, I don't really want to kick anyone out. No, I just want them to be quiet because I want people to enjoy what's going on here. There's just some people you can't reason with. And Drunks, you guys all know that. Right.
1: Drunks, right? Right. And usually, the 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 ones that you have the at least. Me, the ones that I had the, the the biggest issue was, was usually a loud woman <laughs> who was there with her boyfriend or husband. Mm-hmm. Yep. And God forbid you tell her that she needs to keep it down because the guy she's with, is going to come back swinging. So,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. he thinks it's offensive. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's like, uh, no, you guys are being offensive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I found that, you know, that I used to do the kind of thing, but I found more lately And it's more, since I've had kids, I kind of break out the dad voice. Like, all right, you need to cut this out. This is what's going on. It needs to stop now. It's not a suggestion. It's not a, hey, could you keep it down? It's a, you need to keep it down. And that seems to work pretty well. Yeah. So my other question for you is when you were in Kansas City. Yeah. Because they have a different kind of crowd and a different kind of set of comics. Yeah. Were you able to use those same types of techniques down there? Or yeah, did you absolutely. have to do different stuff for the people down there?
1: Actually, I think it was easier down there. Really? Than it was here. Um, that club is in an area where you get a more affluent clientele. Okay. They had a lot of big names, so people were spending a lot of money. And, you know, if people are paying 50, 60 bucks for a ticket,
4: mm-hmm.
1: they're not going to be you know, loud and disruptive. Usually, right. Yeah, right. I mean, we definitely had our share. Don't get me wrong. <laughs>
2: sure,
1: but yeah. it, it was just—it was just a different crowd.
2: The, the big name ones—they usually behave themselves because of what you just said. They're spending tickets, they're spending drinks, they're—they're they're spending all this well, money, they're, to come and out. they're actually yeah.
0: fans of the, of right. the They want it, right. they want to see the show. It's right. those ones where we're giving out a lot of comps, or a lot of people don't know. Yeah. The person that's up there that people are going to act up in because they're just like, oh, we're here for drink- for drinking. We got a free ticket. We're here to drink and party, and it's a bar. Right. Yeah, like
1: yeah, like if you're you know if you're coming to see Larry de Campbell guy, you're spending fifty bucks a ticket. Right. Mm-hmm. You're buying dinner. You're buying drinks. It's a three hundred dollar night. Right. Yeah. You know, so chances are you're not going to be getting yourself kicked out.
2: Yeah. Right. You don't want to ruin your, uh, you know, cut your time short. Right. On the money you just spent. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was thinking about that today, and I was like, I wonder if he ever had any issues down there. But if they they were getting more of the big names, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it was pretty much the I don't want to say the exact opposite of here, but it was just pretty damn close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really was.
3: They're starting to put uh, arcades next to the clubs. Yeah, they have in Kansas City. They have one in Toledo now, and they were looking at doing one here pre-COVID. So uh, I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, how the pregame's going to work because people are going to be in the arcade, yeah. drinking a little bit more. Because a lot of times people show up here, there's a, there aren't any bars to go to. Right. So it's you know either bush lights in your car or you know yeah. what or
2: have at you. your buddy's house who lives you know a couple blocks away. Yeah. That's why. Right. That's why
1: I always hated working Friday second shows.
3: Oh right. yeah, Friday
1: second shows are terrible. Friday second shows, people get off work, they hit happy hour,
3: <laughs> and they've been up. For five, six hours film yeah. time.
1: Yeah, so they've been drinking since 5, 5, and then they come here, you know, five hours later. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and then go sit in room well and thoused. shut up
2: and laugh. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't work out too well, always. And
3: you guys, especially Vinny, keeps it so dark in here. Mm-hmm. And all the other clubs I've been to doing KM stuff, they... You can see almost everybody from the back or from the side and things like that. Oh really? yeah, Vinny keeps it, or just in general, we keep it we keep really it dark, dark yeah, we do. Yeah.
2: Does that make it better that it's lighter?
3: better for uh better to see people hmm. uh not, I don't think it helps to show at all.
2: Gotcha. doesn't uh, keep them shut up more just because the lights up?
3: Uh maybe, but uh, I'm not a door guy at another club, so I don't true. Know.
4: see I, I, I would all think I know
3: is I can see every single person all the way across the showroom in Des Moines in a couple oh, of Oh, really? Days. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, they don't turn any of these lights all the way off.
2: Hmm. See, And I would think that gives off the vibe that it's okay to chit-chat. Yeah. Like a movie. I, yeah, when you go to I a movie, they bring those lights all the way down, and it's super dark. Yeah. That, that's the time, you know, it's time to shut up and pay attention. Right.
3: But that second show, Friday, rolls around, those motherfuckers are falling asleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, happened, that's happened more than a handful of times. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it's so nice and cold and quiet and dark. Like, hmm
2: People are asleep at their table. Yeah, we've had a few people pass out. Yeah, for sure.
3: The, yes,
0: the uh, late show Friday. You could either get a good one, a bad one. Like it's a it's a wild card always. Mm-hmm. That's the wild card show. This week, uh, by the looks of the crowd, which uh, you can't always judge on looks. I would. Uh, I thought we were going to have a bad night <laughs> Friday night. The dog happened the first show. Second <laughs> show, the <laughs> crowd was looking a little wily. But uh, they were awesome. They were here to see Christina, so they didn't fuck around at all. It was uh, it was smooth sailing.
1: Isn't that the best when it works out that way? Yeah, dude. oh yeah.
0: I was so nervous because that shit happened at the first, and I'm like, it's gonna be a long night. Yep. And then as we were seating, them, I'm like. I mean, there was one girl that went in that I that I kind of felt bad that I let him in because the dude was literally, like, holding her up, oh. and they didn't even fucking – and I told Colleen about it, and she's like, let's just watch him, and she ordered water and sat there and was fine the whole show, kind of leaned on the guy, but, like, I was like, I don't know if I should let him in. I fucking <laughs> let him in, and they had fun, so it worked out. Uh, other times, if I would have done that, it wouldn't have worked out at all. So yeah. <laughs> right? it's just a hit or miss, man.
3: Yeah. Those shows Friday were lopsided, too. The first one wasn't very busy. Right. The second one had another 75, 80 people in it. It sure did.
0: Mm. And that's also why I thought, oh, God damn it, Late Show Friday. It's going to – I told uh, the other door guys that night, I was like, you guys better be ready. It's going to be a fun one. <laughs> and, it, and, I mean, it was easy. So
1: I remember one time I saw a shirt for sale that said, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> I said, we, we need to get this for, for all need. the staff just to wear for Friday second
2: show. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to wear it. Time to put on your Friday second show uh, 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 club apparel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know if you – did – What's uh, a time that comes to your mind that you kicked someone out that was probably the craziest that you remember, that you actually had to kick someone out?
1: Um, I'm sure there's I, it, a lot of them. Yeah, there was. I mean, there's not too many that were real crazy. Real crazy. Um,
2: there was. Anybody ever swing on you?
1: Yes. And it was uh, when Jay Madison Hat was here. <laughs> sure. And Jay Madison Hat was
2: <laughs>
1: Jay Madison Hat was trying to get clean.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And there was somebody here at the show who he had connections with in the past. And he said, I don't want that guy anywhere near me. Gotcha. And so after the show, Colleen had me walk Madison Hat off the stage into the green room. He locked the door. And Colleen made me stand there, and she she pointed out the guy, and she said, "Do not let him come anywhere near Jay." And I said, "All right." And the guy he kept coming up to me. He's like, "Come on, I'm a good, I'm an old friend of Jay. Let me in, let me in. I'm an old friend of Jay." And I was like, "No, not today. You're not." <laughs> and he like kept trying to reach past me to get to the door handle, even though to it was cracked. The door behind. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even the door, you know, door was locked. He wasn't gonna get in, but I got to the point where i just started pushing him back like physically pushing him back
3: oh shit and
1: he did he like he like eventually got to the point where he put me in a headlock oh and i was able to get out of him and i i grabbed him by the throat and threw him up against the wall you know the wall right across from the green room yeah and he basically just just dropped and fell to his back after that <laughs> and and he, he he got up and he like he I, I, I think he sobered up real quick when, when that <laughs> yeah. happened, and he just, He's like, oh, fuck. he just got up and walked
2: out. Like, oh, I should not be doing this. Yeah. I can't believe he was still trying to get
1: through you. Yeah. Wow. yeah. He's like, no, Jay knows I'm here. Jay, know, Jay knows that he wants to see me. You know, he, he, he knows I need to talk to him. But Jay was adamant beforehand. He goes, right. I know this guy's going to be here. Right. Do not want him anywhere near me. Oh, fuck, man. And Jay was one of those guys that, you know, anything he told you to do, you,
2: you did it. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, you didn't even question it. Right. Yeah, you worked a lot of Medicine Hat shows, Mm -hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Those were some fun times. Yes, it was. (laughs) Every every six
3: weeks.
1: Every six weeks. Of course, because, what was it, around Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Two weeks in a row? Yeah, usually. Because he would go up to, he would, you go here for a week, then go up to Sioux City for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and then come back down and do a whole nother week.
2: Yep. Well, we always did those two shows the night before, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and because he would do the regular show at 7 or 7.30, and then we'd do that X-rated show at 9 o'clock. And every year, he'd you know, look at this sold-out room, and he'd go, we're the only club in the country with a sold-out show at 9 o'clock on the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm like, yeah you're right, Jay. And that
3: first week in December is super easy to fill up with corporates. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, especially with Jay, you're getting corporates requesting him. Mm-hmm. and you don't want to fill up that Thanksgiving week because it's already full. You don't need to fill up any of those seats that week at all. Yeah, right. So that first week in December, every company that wants a dirty show, you just book him with Jay.
2: Yep. Man, fun times. Do you yeah. have any, uh, any... I mean, every show was a crazy show with Jay, but uh, do you have any other uh, crazy me- Medicine Hat memories other than the... <laughs> Uh, not, not really. Right I
1: just, I just remember how how structured the shows were. Like yeah. anything down to, from from the kitchen to the bar to the door, uh, everything was so. Because I mean, you could set your clock to him. You know, you knew yep. when he was going to be here. Well oiled machine, yeah. right? Yep.
2: Shit, so wired up tight, and he always just say that.
1: Yep. And the bar would, you know, they they knew that they were going to be selling buckets of Bud Light. and They would have. 20 buckets of Bud Light already on ice, yes. sitting on the ready floor behind the bar, ready to bar, ready go. Because they knew that they were just going to get a yeah. run. I'd and sell, uh, bus
2: tubs full on the floor. Like, the, the, the bar floor was covered with bus tubs that were with beer on ice. No yeah, shit. yeah, full of buckets. But once we did buckets, we didn't even
3: start this. We didn't open this place up with buckets. We did no. get it back.
2: Yeah. Oh really? Because Colleen said yeah. she didn't want to do buckets. She said that was the old club. Yep. We're not dealing with that mess. And then They're, after several years, she's like buckets back. Right. There yep. were weeks with
3: Jay, especially you know when he's doing two shows and he's doing ten shows. Yeah, uh, where I would have to order a hundred cases of Bud Light. Holy shit! Right? I was getting, I was <laughs> For the getting three orders in.
2: That's and a maybe lot of It's a of full fun week, like Sunday, oh, sure. through Sunday. Yeah.
3: You know, especially if that Wednesday show is Thanksgiving and we're doing two Mm and he's juggling shows around. Yeah, there were weeks I was ordering 100 cases of Bud Light. Oh,
2: man. Was Bud Light the biggest one for Medicine Hat or was there others?
3: When we started, I also, I was the same way. I I didn't do uh, Bush Light. Mm -hmm. So now my Bush Light and Bud Light are kind of 50-50. Gotcha. But, yeah, we never prep buckets anymore. We don't have that show. Mm
0: -hmm. No. Yeah, you're right. I was going to say I've never... That's amazing to me that they had to do that because I've been here when we have sold out crazy shows here and they never prep any of that shit. So it had to be fucking crazy. Yeah.
3: We've also doubled the selection of beer too. Gotcha. So we don't yeah. have just twelve beers, right? right. Twenty four or thirty sometimes.
0: That makes a difference too, yeah. yeah. That's crazy.
3: But yeah,
1: it was it was just a different atmosphere when he was here. You know, we would have, you know, the, the guys that we would have two guys that would sit stage side. Sure you know and and one guy you know there'd be two buckets there one bucket would have ice and water and a rag in it oh yeah uh and the other bucket would have uh a flashlight um pen and paper yeah yeah pen and paper and a and a microphone yep and you know when he when he when he needed those things you know he would he would you know have little hand signals or he you just knew after working so many shows you knew like when he wanted that rag cuz you know, he's he's upstairs. He's working or up on the stage. He's working hard. He's sweating. Those lights are blaring yeah. down. Yeah. So you you toss that rag up to him, and then he'd hand it back down to you, and you'd put it in the ice, and you'd wring it out, and have it sitting there ready to go again. So that when he wanted it, you just toss it back up to him, and and like he said, you know, it was it was a well oiled machine. It really was, and and so many of us had worked so many of his shows. You know, he didn't have to come in and prep us beforehand. Right. It was like second nature to you yep. guys. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. As many hat stories as everyone has, I'm really disappointed no one has any good D Berry stories.
2: Debob? bob <laughs> I don't uh, know who this is. So D-Bob is somebody that Jay would bring with him on the road, not every time, but quite pretty often. Pretty frequently. Like an opener
0: or just like a friend <laughs> yes. hanging so, out? Like a yeah. no, was the opener. Gotcha. So he'd he'd
2: and he would do his time. Uh, i a tell you a story. So I remember the first time that I met him. Here you and go,
3: Brian. I completely I completely <laughs> forgot about D I know, right? I've got a good one too. And uh <laughs> fuck yeah. So
2: I went up and asked him, you know, Jay the, him and Jay were both at the bar. And so I went up and I did the normal thing I always do I was like, Hey, do you want a light? you know, to and, and Jay starts laughing. And I'm like, What are you laughing about? And he goes are you fucking kidding me? The Navy calls this guy to set their clocks to his fucking set. That's how tight, that's how it is every time. And I'm like, all right. And so then I learned that yes, because he had so many jokes and they were so long and he always did them. And it was always the same. Amount oh, he of always time. did like
1: the same 15 jokes.
2: Yes. Yes. And Never, ever got out of rhythm. Never did
1: nope. this joke before that one. It was nope. always the same order. Yep. Yeah. Same order, same jokes, same thing.
3: Yep. D Bob had two watches. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One set on Central Time, one set on East Coast
2: Time. Yeah. He, because he couldn't fucking subtract one.
3: That's what medicine Adams said.
2: He's like, this motherfucker's got two watches because he can't fucking subtract one. That's
3: great. <laughs> and he was also the, uh, the actual character from uh, Rudy who uh, John, Favreau. John, Favreau. John Favreau. Favreau played.
0: Yeah, so he's, Are you serious? He's yeah. real yeah, life. He, what, oh, that guy's name is D-Bob. Yeah,
3: dude. he's the real know, life friend that? He's that no with Rudy. No yep. shit.
2: No way! Yep, yep. that's insane. And, I love Rudy. And Jay would show pictures. I mean, of of Jay, Rudy, and D. Bob. You know, the real Rudy, not Sean Aston. Yeah. And uh, and then you know, show them all hanging out. And he said, you know, when D. Bob and Rudy would get together, it's like they're a bunch of fucking schoolgirls. They sit there and they giggle and they laugh and they they tell stories to each other. He said, he said, it's it's disgusting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> My very first year here, uh, I I knew hat I. It was before I moved to Omaha, and I knew Hat was at the condo. Not at the condo. He was at the uh, hotel.
2: Yeah, the different hotel.
3: Different hotel, yeah. yeah the the, the country and, and suites. Or
2: whatever it was. Yeah, because he, he wouldn't stay at the hotel out here cause at the Hilton Garden Inn because they didn't have the History Channel. So he, <laughs> I like it.
0: So he would like stay
2: that. at the one down <laughs> off 120th between Maple and Blondo. <laughs> Which is, you know, a good that 15, where they, 20,
0: is. That's where they used to stay for the old club, right?
3: No. they Sometimes a, they did the Marriott next to West Roads. So yeah, they yeah the, the Regency okay. Marriott. Yeah.
2: But, uh, but no, he would stay at the, but even he didn't stay at the Regency either. He didn't stay at anywhere because they didn't have the History Channel. So he stayed at the Com- Country Inn and Suites yeah. over by the Culvers over there.
3: Right, right. Yeah, but I got, okay. I got a D-Bob was at the condo and I got really trashed. Like <laughs> just did one of the bars here and I ended up like, I cannot drive home. There's, it's a thirty-minute drive. It's not going to happen. Which I knew,
0: this is why the condo was a great place for us. I to knew have, there was too. an open room there, and <laughs> you I knew it many D-Bob times. Was there. Yeah, I'm sure so you did.
3: I snuck in. I had a key because I cleaned it for a little while, and I snuck in and I went to the spare room and I crashed there. And the next morning, I'm like, oh, I gotta get out of here. This is going to be like a walk of shame. I can hear D Bob on the phone. I'm you know, <laughs> like kind of cracking the door open, kind of looking around the corner. Like he doesn't know me. I'm sure he does. He's seen me here. Right,
1: right, right. And I'm like, did he, did he know that you were there in the he first place? He did not <laughs> <laughs> know I was there.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's
3: yeah, he was asleep. That scared the, time scare I the shit out of me. Out of me. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, I, yeah, I tried to do something like flushing some toilets or making some noise. Oh, that's much better. And since then, I was, it's fine. You figure it out. <laughs> oh, oh God there's some noise, guys. <laughs> but yeah. the, uh, the only thing I had going for me was the guest room is right next to the hallway. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just go yeah. straight downstairs. Yeah. So, I get my stuff on, and I'm like, I'm going now. This is it. (laughs) I don't want to see what's going on over here. And I caught, like, half an eyeful of him because he didn't know I was there, so he was very comfortable. (laughs) And uh, Christian can remember (laughs) this later because he was in his underwear covered in Cheeto dust. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and I just bolted down those <laughs> stairs.
0: Oh,
3: <Wait. laughs> was he? So you don't know why he was covered in Cheetos? <laughs> well, He's obviously eating Cheetos. Oh, he yeah. was doing the Cheeto oh, Challenge. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Like, <laughs> <His own challenge. laughs> <Well, he,
2: laughs> I mean,
3: <laughs> yeah. And I'm working that night. You know, whatever it is, Saturday or Sunday. And Stacy comes up. Stacy was still here. Uh-huh. She's like, "Did you stay at the condo last night?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Not on purpose. <laughs> and it won't happen again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never had... I, I've stayed the night at the condo a, a number of times, but it was never when there was somebody else there.
3: Yeah. I didn't have
2: a choice. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Fucking d It was the safety
0: net always, and now it's gone because a guy ate a bat. Or whatever <laughs> the fuck happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have a favorite comic? We like to ask everyone uh, and right, I knew that, a least favorite comic
1: I knew you were going to ask if yeah, I have, have a favorite did. comic, and that, that's like impossible. It's like saying do you have a favorite song? no it yeah, absolutely movie. is
0: the most impossible I couldn't answer because it there's either. there's so no. many different no one can
1: there's so many different genres of, yes. of, of comedy, and I like people from every genre, like you know you got just just straight joke tellers or you know like
2: like David ones? Tell yeah. line guys
1: yeah um. Okay, two parter. So I I, mm-hmm. I my favorite comedians right now are the storytellers. So like mm-hmm. Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, right. those yeah. guys. Yep. Uh, they go, don't go up there and tell jokes. Instead, you know, they'll go up there and tell a you know, five minute, ten minute story. And Jeff Tate, mm-hmm. um well, yeah. he was here opening for Kreischer. He
3: opened for Tom last month. He, he's, oh, touring did he really? yeah, yeah. he's touring he sure did. with Tom. He Aww. sure did. Cafe Tate.
1: And so he 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 was here opening opening for Bert, and he his last night here he decided he he said I'm not going to do my normal set I'm going to do something different he said um give if I'm not off by this time give me a light and if I'm on off by this time give me give me another light and I'll get off I said okay he went up there and he told one joke that lasted 25 minutes
2: holy shit. Oh, sh-
1: Holy shit. And it absolutely killed. The thing with, with Jeff, you know, he, he's, he's a quieter guy. Mm-hmm. And it's not joke after joke after joke after joke. You know, it's not constant punchlines. He's telling the story. So you have to sit there and be engaged and listen to the story. Right. And he did this bit about being in line at Walmart at the, at the cash register. And a lady in front of him doesn't have enough money to pay for her purchases. And she's deciding what needs to go back. And it, he turned it into a twenty five minute story. Wow. And I had never laughed so hard. It absolutely killed. That's amazing. He literally went up there as a feature and told one story and got <laughs> off stage. And it killed. That's awesome. And then, that that's when I really started falling in love with the the storytellers. Right. Yeah. Now the first comic that I told that he was my favorite comic was Chris Porter.
2: Yeah. That's, oh, it, that's yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. And he was here, he, it was New Year's week, so he was here on New Year's Eve with Basil. Oh,
3: that's a good one. And oh. it wasn't
1: on New Year's Eve when I told him, but I, I, I think it was probably the night before. Yeah.
2: Did you guys kiss? <laughs> 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 he probably wanted to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's when <laughs> he still had that, that, like, that Gallagher Big hair. So.
2: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, and he, that's before, that's <laughs> well, before I and, started, yeah. And he was only
2: featuring then, so you, know, yep. you don't make out the feature.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he was featuring and it was it was after second show and you know the, the room has cleared out and we're still cleaning up but he was just sitting in the in the back row just chilling and having a corona and i just walked up to him i said hey i just i just want you to know you're my favorite comedian right now and he was just blown away and i and i truly meant it like he he yes. was yeah i think i'd probably been here year and a half or so mm-hmm. yeah and i so think I,
3: that might have been my first new year's Yeah. Yeah. So I had a, you know,
1: I'd seen a number of comics, and I think he was the first comic that I had seen multiple times. Mm -hmm. And each time that I saw him, I laughed harder than the time before. Yes. Yep. And I just fell in love with his style. And still to this day, every time that I see him, his writing gets smarter, his writing gets wittier, and even he's starting to do the storytelling stuff now.
3: Yeah. Well, he's got all these rock star stories now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like when he uh, played beer pong with. uh, with the Tigers bullpen yes. and sons, yes. and that's a sons. great story. Yeah, I love that story,
0: and it's
3: like a ten-minute bit. Uh huh.
1: That is a great story.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: what well, about, what about would, Basil? Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Basil you has won't. an
3: amazing closer.
2: Oh, oh it's, really?
3: Yeah. yeah. He he basically just karaoke's an Aladdin song. Yeah,
2: <laughs> because he used to do that the the voices for cartoons and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and he freaks on some people in the front,
2: <laughs> but he's
3: like a I. He's got a weigh two, sixty. Yeah, he's seventy five. Yeah, he's He's a two hundred and seventy five pound Greek. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. And it comes with all of the uh, Greek oils and patchouli (laughs) and everything else (laughs) in the hair. He's a really nice guy. Super nice guy. I love that closer. I've run out of the kitchen to watch it (laughs) because I know it's coming. (laughs)
2: Like
3: Brad Williams is. Cool when he freaks on something. He doesn't even do that anymore. Right, right. right. He used to do the little midget strip dance. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But when Basil does it out front, it's so much fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Porter's always been one of my favorites, but I always, like you said, he's starting to tell more stories, but he's a a rant, you know, like a rant comic. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love the most about him is he does that on stage, which is that's my favorite shit for a while now. His is you know Lewis Black, like yeah. all these guys August that are Smith. like up there screaming, sure. being assholes about shit. Yeah, Augie, yeah. uh, Derek Stroop who came here, Derek Stroop here, yeah, is very was much super rant. awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I love Derek. But yeah. off stage, Chris is like the biggest. The nicest, like hippiest motherfucker, or rat. Like, oh yeah, oh he's none of that. That's on stage is ever in the conversation no. about ranting, or he's just the nicest dude ever. Yeah, he is. And that was because I saw he was one of the first first few weeks or month when I first started here, and you know that's when we were still sitting outside having drinks after, and he was sitting mm-hmm. with us and everything, and that's when I was like, oh, like. On stage, like I was starting to put it together, like the whole comedy, like on stage is totally an act. Like off stage, Mm -hmm. they're not. That's not the same thing. And uh, I think that was around the same time too that I was like, oh, no matter what the bravado is of them on stage, they all off stage are kind of like, did I? I don't think that was the best, dude. dude, You, yeah, they fucking were about to give you a standing ovation in there. Oh yeah, yeah. like like, that was awesome. And uh, you know, just kind of the. The self-loathing, I guess, that comes yeah. with that, well, <laughs>
3: and, you know? And sometimes some of these guys that have been doing it for 10 or 20 25 years, they come up in different clubs. Uh, Comedy Works in Denver and I think the old Sanford and Sons.
1: Sanford and Sons. Oh, and yeah. yeah.
3: Yep. Like nine, 10-foot ceilings. So those oh, rooms right. are so loud. Yeah. yeah. Right. And this is kind of almost cavernous in here. Well, you have to really be funny to hear that laughter.
2: That's true. Well, Medicine Hat was one of the worst about that self-loathing. I mean, every fucking night, he's like, oh, I don't know if I can, why I still do this. Or and even before the show, he's like, "Oh, I don't know, it's it's only half full. It's like, uh, it's like I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I mean, there's so many comics that are that way. It's It's crazy. And, and then they
0: hit that stage, and, and it's like they never had that. They have all the bravado yep. and confidence, you know, because they've been doing it for so long. And that's always amazing to me. I've told this story. I might have told it on here, but... We did a, uh, a call into work show for Bert, where he goes into the radio and starts drinking early in the morning yep. at Todd and Tyler, and then we have a show at noon, like on a on a Friday. So he does shows at night too, and he came in on Thursday night, and we might have had Clash or something. So he came up to that, and he mm-hmm. got wasted and was hanging out. He loves being around everyone, his fans. And he came in for the noon show, and I was doing sound. And I hadn't seen him. And he came in the sound booth, like, as the video's playing. He's sitting there, and he's shaking. And he, I've never seen anyone look as terrible. Like, I thought, like, he was, like, so sick. Like, he's pale, and he's, like, (laughs) shaking. He's, like, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm sitting there like, this is gonna be fucking crazy. I'm like, you need anything? He's like, no. And just like, oh, fuck, I feel terrible. He hits that stage and you would have never known that, like, any, he got a full night of sleep. He fucking had energy drinks, all of this shit. Isn't that so, something? I don't know. It was like, it was insane to me, dude. I was like, holy shit, dude. I was and, at that show. I had no idea. And the only thing that you could tell is one point during the show, and I don't know if you remember this video, yep. a guy got up to use the bathroom he, over here to my left and he, like, was on stage and he goes, what the fuck? Like, he I thought, he thought so was charging him and i think it was just like his peripherals fucked with him yeah but other than that the whole time i was like you would have never known this guy was like half dead before he went up there because he was just hung over like he really wasn't half dead he was just so hung over yeah like i couldn't have, i would have called in sick to come here to do sound if i was, <laughs> if i felt like he did that's how bad he looked and he yeah. just like that switched it right on man I, th-
1: I think you hit that stage and your adrenaline kicks in and yep, you know, just takes over
0: well, and, you know, for, like, him, I feel like, and people that, you know, have been in the game for a long time, like, that's just second, Once they feel comfortable up there. Yeah. You know, he's yep. not, yeah. you know, he feels comfortable when he gets like, up there, so it's, like, second nature, you know. And he's like, a professional. Right.
3: Oh, yeah. I was with him in uh, Des Moines, and uh, I was there helping those guys out, doing some training and things, and Bird was there, and he he went like forty-five minutes over on the Late Show Saturday. <laughs> oh, I think he shit, drank man. an entire bottle of Jameson. Oh. Stage. Oh. And uh, he was—he was kind of—he's not mentoring, but he was giving a lot of advice to Michael Harrison, who was about to oh, move yeah. from Canada to New York and do comedy in New York.
0: Oh yeah, that's—I remember. I thought you were talking about the guy who played for the Steelers, but now I know. No. <laughs> uh,
3: but uh, <laughs> we ended up going back to Bert's room, and Bert's like. I'm just going to stay up all night. I got like a 530 shuttle to get back home. And he was supposed to go back home and look at campers so they could start RVing and uh, tailgating for the Rams. Oh, yeah. that's oh, a, yeah. I do remember this. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I get up the next day and I meet Michael Harrison downstairs for some breakfast. And I'm like, oh, I wonder where Bert's at. And my phone starts going off. And it's Leisha. They're like, have you seen Bert? Where's Bert at? He fell asleep and missed his flight. Oh so he to, no! He had to buy another one-way, just a one-way ticket back to LA. <laughs> he was hammered. That was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> his uh, his biggest advice for Michael was uh, wear nice shoes because everyone's just doing basic black. You know, sure. You don't need anything flashy. Yeah. like just wear nice shoes. If uh, if people take a look at you and they get to the bottom and they go oh, dirty tennis shoes, (laughs) then they're not going to take you seriously. So just invest in nice shoes.
0: Well, that's something we Mm. don't, you know, as we keep doing this podcast that I never, like last week I feel like we asked Kobe a question. Oh, it was the mic stand question. Yeah, yeah. Wardrobe is a good question to start asking these comics because that's a thing. I remember a couple weeks ago, Jeff Dye was here and his opener was uh, Ray DeVito. And Ray's a super funny dude, nice dude. But Ray would get up and he's wearing like, cargo pants. He's not the best dresser where Jeff Dye is like a pretty well dressed dude. He's put together. Well, oh, yeah. every night when Ray was up there, he would make fun of a guy in the crowd's clothes and Jeff would be in the back every time. <laughs> he would be like, look at this fucking guy making fun of this dude's clothes. Like, look at your clothes, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> while he's on stage doing this, he's in the back like loud as fuck. Like Ray can probably hear him saying this shit. <laughs> That's because he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, like, are you kidding me? He's making fun of this guy's clothes again. Like, look your
1: clothes, <laughs> I can't remember what what comic it was, but it was an LA comic and probably born and raised in that area. And they were here in the middle of summertime, and he kept ragging on people that were sitting in the front that were wearing shorts. <laughs> you know, it's like mid July, right? And he's yeah. like, yeah. he's like, Who goes out at night and wears shorts? He goes, Don't you, don't you own a nice pair of pants, a nice pair of jeans? Who? Well, after being here for about three days and putting up with ninety-degree temps and hundred percent humidity, he changes mind. He's like, "Oh, I completely get why you guys wear shorts around here." <laughs> he's used to LA, where it's you know a high of eighty-two, and then uh-huh. it gets down to Super you know paradise. sixty-five at night, and there's no humidity.
2: Yeah. Must be nice.
1: Yeah. That's why you're wearing shorts.
2: There's a reason for it. I mean, if it was one person or two people, okay. But when the entire fucking front row is wearing shorts, you might want to pick up on that.
3: All my skin sticks together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that was the... Favorite is the favorite comic, I guess. Uh, least favorite, or I get not least favorite, but someone that you wouldn't enjoy working
3: with. <laughs> Go ahead and, <laughs> and trash on somebody, they're not going to hear this. Yeah. I don't know, I
1: mean, <laughs> they're not listening. I like Brian's attitude. Well, I know Dustin Diamond's not going to be
3: listening. <laughs> oh, funny, but I oh, I know I definitely <laughs> said Dustin Diamond sucked last time I was on this podcast, and since <laughs> then he has passed away.
2: <laughs> well, he's it, the story is still true, and yeah. it's, he still yeah. did yeah, suck. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Oh, he's terrible! Oh, such a dick! He's an asshole. Yeah, I don't I'm think there's any comics that,
1: that I really disliked. I mean, there's definitely comics that you know, after they were here for you know one time, I'd be like, well, I wouldn't be upset if they right. never came again. Right? <laughs> um, but it wasn't because they weren't a nice person or right. or whatever. It's just, sure, not my style of comedy. Yeah, I,
2: yeah. We've had that, plenty of those. I mean,
1: that happens. I mean, but for the most part, like if you're if you're a feature and you're coming here. You've probably been on the road for a while. You know right. how to act, right? Mm-hmm. And same thing with the headliners. I mean, ninety percent of the headliners that come through are really nice guys. And and good this girls. is yes, this is true.
2: Were you here that weekend? I told the story on the podcast before that uh, girl that uh, I don't remember who she opened with, but the one that the feature that Colleen fired. There is some the. A chick and Colleen oh, didn't really like a like, comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she was out front trying to sell her panties and stuff yes, like that. Yes, I do remember that. Wait, and downstairs? I don't, I don't remember who that was. Out here. First, uh, first no first she was selling her merch up Where they normally sell it And then Colleen's like Yeah you can't sell that And she's like Well I'm still gonna sell it And so then Like Either the next night Or the next show She was down Out front of the club She set up a table Was selling her merch Outside of the club So like
0: Panties she made With like a
2: clever thing Or the panties she
0: was wearing No 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 They were like souvenirs (laughs) Yeah Yeah.
3: like Like a t-shirt and panties those are both Kind of souvenirs
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well I felt like
0: How the story was told Is she got fired And then was like Fuck this I'm selling my (laughs) panties If I can't (laughs) make money here
2: <laughs> no, no 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 not that okay but she might have i mean she met it because then college, she wasn't back the next night and then you know she might have been selling her panties somewhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's uh that's never good if you get uh, fired from a feature set before the weekend's over
2: <laughs> no yeah she did not finish
0: that you should probably rethink your career maybe it's <laughs> like you said you've obviously been on the road for a little bit maybe yeah if you're uh if you're featuring so we, we also have, uh, just so the listeners know, the Floyd Mayweather uh, Logan Paul fight in the background. So <laughs> <laughs> we have that going on too. <laughs> C- uh, continue, Vinny. <laughs> so you
2: were here for a while, and then you left. You went down to Kansas City, mm-hmm. and then you came back here, and mm-hmm. then you worked in here for a while, mm-hmm. and then you left. Did you did you leave and come back again, or is this just the second one? Yeah, I've taken a number of sabbaticals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guarantee if
1: I go over to that pausey right now and put in my number, I'll be clocked in. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah so i was here for a while went to kansas city came back and then i think i took like a, another six months off and mm-hmm. then i came back and was here for a couple of years and
2: so does that mean we're gonna see you back here in a couple of months maybe God, of i hope years? so <laughs> that'd be awesome
1: <laughs> that'd be awesome at least like one night a week two nights yeah. a week something yeah, you mean my schedule
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I, I think it's probably been said in the past, but working here is almost like therapy.
0: It is. Yeah. It. De- I mean, it definitely is. I will say that. I I took a night off recently because I had some shit going on in my life, and, and on that night off, I was like, fuck, man, I should have just gone in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, better to be around because I, w- I worked the night before, And I was even telling my wife uh, just being on the patio and there was a bunch of local comics here and telling my fucking life problems that made them easier because everyone here, you know, we kind of all get along because we've all kind of been through shit in our lives and fucking Mm -hmm. all a little bit, you know, not normal, I would say. Yep. And so that's why we all were the people that work here, the comics that come in. Everyone's kind of like family. So like being around them. And like, oh, you know, it's not fucking that bad or whatever, you know? So yeah. it, it, it is. It's like therapy and laughter is we always talk about how infectious it is and how great it is to be
1: here, so. Yeah, I mean, just the camaraderie is second to none. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, you know, you're either in it and you're part of the crew or you don't last long. Right. I mean, right. think about all the guys that we've had come through here that lasted, Oh, you know, some have made it a day. Some have made it weeks. Some have made it a few months, and you know they just can't hang. And and you can kind of tell. I mean, we can tell right away of, yeah. oh, this person's not going to make it, or eh, this one might be all right. And some people that we didn't think would last actually did, and they you know they you know they got into the groove and they turned around. But, yeah, um, yeah. There's been a, a lot of people that just they they can't hack it.
1: That that actually reminds me of another Jay story. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had a server here who had been working here for a handful of weeks and he was of east indian descent and we were in the uh, in the bar getting ready to seat you know there was just a, a few stragglers walking in so nobody had really come into the bar yet but we've sat a few people and he's standing by the podium getting ready to to, to seat whoever comes up well jay had just walked in <laughs> and he sees this guy and knows that he's a new employee so he decides to fuck with him a little bit and he said hey i'm jay he goes this must be your first time and, and, and the service says no no I've, I've I've been here a few weeks, and he goes, no, I mean wearing shoes <laughs> <laughs> and he, we all laughed he, he did not, he did not, and he I, did not he did not last long. After no, that. he was not around. I
2: forgot about that yeah, I mean
1: i You got to, you know, if you're going to work, you got to learn to know how to take a joke. No, (laughs) absolutely. And I feel there's a big family
0: vibe here to the extent where like, even if like, you don't necessarily like someone the most. It's like your brother or sister that, like, oh, this guy's got to come to Thanksgiving. Like, you still yeah. like care about that person. <laughs> you just, they just might not be the biggest fan of them. But yeah, like, right. you're like, this guy's a part of our family, or this yep. girl's a b- part of our family too. Like, we gotta take care of them. But like, yeah, you know, fucking, <laughs>
1: yeah. And it, you know, you know, if if Colleen likes them enough to keep him around, then yeah, no, absolutely, they must be worth something.
2: Right. Right. Or if uh, Colleen gives you a nickname like doorstop, then yeah. you know that you're. I mean, maybe Which not to your face, was but that? <laughs> we, you were here when doorstop was here, right? Yeah, yeah. We had one door guy that was here, and Colleen said that all he was good for was being a doorstop. So he was a legitimate door guy. Oh yeah, he no, no he he had been a door guy for a while, and and uh, yeah, and uh, so we he had. Uh, we used to card people up at the at the door, when we were busy nights. Right. And so Colin would have him stand up there and card people and be a doorstop.
3: <laughs> yeah. He, Good old
2: doorstop. Maybe <laughs> we can get him on a tail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't remember his real name. I no, remember. I don't either. It <laughs> was just doorstop. I mean, I didn't call him doorstop to his face, but, you know, this was a long time ago. I remember it was like a year or two
0: after I started, and... I forget who it was but we hired a guy and that's when you were you started taking more days off at that time because we had more people mm-hmm. so you weren't around as, and so there was a couple Fridays and Saturdays where I was training this guy and I remember you came in like a week or two later after I trained him, and I had already jumped to sound. Like you you had a process. You've been here for years. And you told me at that time, you said, why is this guy doing sound? And at the time it was because Colleen had told me, teach this guy how to do sound. Yeah. And you were like, this is the process we do. We have him get comfortable with uh, seating and the chart and doing all that stuff. And then at some point, we introduce them to doing this because if you do it before that, they never last. Yep. And at the time of you telling me that, I'm like, oh, I mean, that doesn't... I mean, I'm just doing like what Colleen said. And that doesn't make much sense. Why would he not last? He, he kind of knows how to do that. And this dude fucking quit like a week or two later. It's like, no shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay.
1: It's like, it's right. The process is the process. The idea <laughs> of doing sound was too much for him. Yep.
0: Yes. I mean, and I think that's what you were cr- trying to say kind of is, uh, and it, it, when I first started doing it, I was overwhelmed and it's stupid because you're back there. No one really listens to what the fuck you're saying. No, no, no. it's not a big deal at all. And uh, for some reason in the beginning, it was super intimidating to me, you know? And I think it was more, and I still have it sometimes now, especially when there's music cues. Like I have to do the drag show this Thursday, (laughs) and it makes me nervous. And one, it's because I'm a head case, but two, it's because I'm. Uh, a part of their... Sh- we're a part of their show. Right. And if we fuck it up, this shit they've been doing their whole career, like, and it doesn't ruin a career or anything, but oh, in no. my head, I'm like, fuck, I fucked their whole night up. Yeah. I fucked their show up because I missed this one cue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of stress that I put on myself <laughs> when it really doesn't have to be like that, but, like, that's how, like, I just... Yeah. It's like the weight of the world. Like, if I don't hit this and it's just a time... Like, dude, it's super fucking easy. Right. Well, yeah. It's a total overreaction, but. We do have something to do with what they're doing and if I fuck it up like I don't want to be the reason like I didn't put all this time and work into this set and writing these jokes like I don't want to be the reason because I didn't put a push a button or yeah. the fucking uh, breaker goes off and the light goes <laughs> off and you know like whatever happens back there and it always sends me into a tizzy because I'm like, oh, uh, not that long ago there, oh, yeah. we've talked about it. These lights burned out right up here. And I was back there and I kept hitting the breaker, but I wasn't looking. And this thing kept melting and starting on fire. <laughs> smoke. It's lucky we didn't have a fire because yeah. uh, I saw a video that uh, Kionas posted later in the night. And... I didn't know, but every time I did that, it was just sparking. Really? You know, like the crowd was going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, what the, what the fuck's I going, going on? Why is
3: in the lighting? <laughs> <laughs> just
0: melted the whole box. <laughs> last
3: week, uh, it must have been last week, you ran back to the kitchen, you're like, yeah, you're I don't right. know how to press the Z or the, the X because oh, they put
0: uh, they put the uh, sm- the smart keys on or whatever so if you oh the hot keys yeah, yeah hot yeah. keys so if you hit C or whatever and I'm I'm such a boomer I guess is what they say <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to not do hot keys the Brian's like just push shift I think and I was like okay and I tried it and I came back I was like fuck yeah that
3: worked. <laughs> <up."> <laughs> I can't type the letter C into YouTube because uh, Christina
0: P was like let's listen to something let's come out to some joyful uh, Zarface Bizarro and then she spelled Zarface czar face for me and I'm like and I just I went with it but I wanted to be like I know what I know what rap music is I know what you're, how to spell czar <laughs> and so I went back there because I can't type C I can't type Z or any of those so I couldn't look or it up X. on the hot key or X or yeah, any of those because yeah. uh, the hot keys were on so <laughs> it worked out and I got her song and then the next night she's like ah, I wasn't too joyful so we'll come out to something different <laughs> <laughs> So, just for uh, the listeners, yeah, it gets stressful back there
2: (laughs) for me. (laughs) Well, you know, if it makes you feel any better, I I don't think it will because you're kind of crazy. But, uh, um, you know, there's a ton of stories, like comics that have a music cue or a light cue or stuff like that, where there's all these clubs they go to and then they're sitting up there and they're like, you know, if the keyword is go, they're like, okay, now go. And nothing happens. Okay, go. Uh, where's my music? So like, because the perp, the the that club is just a shitty club. I've never had anything and, that
0: bad happen. No. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I mean, they have stuff like that that happen all the time. And that's why, you know, we'll bring him up again. Why Matt's not loved coming back because he knew when he said, I need this to happen, it would happen. When you get other comics that come in and they have that sound cue or they have that light cue or whatever, they know that it's going to happen when it comes from here. It's it's not going to be that the guy walked away from the sound booth and, you know, it's their closer and they're trying to wrap up the show. And now they can't because it's not playing.
0: Oh, if they if they have a cue and it could be the headliner, I literally won't leave the booth from the fucking start of the show <laughs> till the end. No, like, I was, yeah, I I was miss same it. way. And, I, and I'll tell them, I'll be like, look, you guys have to do all the tubs or whatever. I'm not going to check. I'm not leaving the booth just so... Because I, and it's amazing. I haven't been out of the booth more when this happens, but I've been in there sitting watching a show like uh, DC Youngfly when he's like, oh, play, this guy can dance in the front row. Play me a Chris Brown song where like I just happened to be in there yeah. and could type, and same thing, the hot keys got me. Where it
4: took <laughs> Come on, I know the
0: DJ's white. Come on, you can play it. Chris Brown. And everyone's like yelling at me. I'm like, shut up, guys. It's the C, I can't type it. <laughs> I had the servers peeking their heads. It's Chris Brown. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first song i played wasn't good but anyway like that stuff happens sometimes where it's like a improv thing that they need a sound yeah. cue or something like that yeah it's you're
2: great. the same way christian you sit in the back of the sound no i would because a lot of times
1: you know if, if especially if they didn't do the sound cue like the first show or second show right. and all of a sudden they, they decided they want it and so they would ask you like hey you know when i do the the joke about this oh yeah yeah i know what you're talking about when I'm doing that joke, I'll give I'll 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 let you know when. Play this song. Like, okay. Well, I can't remember if they did that joke in the first ten minutes right. or in the last ten minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Well and I'm sometimes like, well, I guess I'm just gonna sit here and wait for it. Right.
2: Sometimes it may not matter because in the first show they may have done it in the first ten minutes, and the second show they'll do it in the last ten minutes. Right. Yeah. So you could have guessed wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah. Well I think a
1: lot of comics just don't realize that the sound guy ninety percent of the time. Doesn't just stay in the
2: sound booth. Yeah. Like we have no, I don't other things that, that you have all. to do yeah, I think yeah, I, I think, think you're they always in that there. At all. We're not supposed to just sit in there. Yeah. We we have other things we're helping do. Yeah. I feel like I
0: was told by uh, one of these old door guys that has been up here um, that were at the club on 114th and Dodge. That's why I say they're old door guys. I guess mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. age too. But uh that they said that at the old club there was just a guy who only did booth
4: yes he, well, he
0: didn't uh, do yeah. anything else he, he only was the booth yeah he didn't see he didn't run tubs all he did was d- dj he was dj yep like, yeah. Yeah, that's all he did yep and so that that's a main difference from from this club too because yeah like you it, it, so i guess my question in kansas city was it the same uh if you did Good sound question. you did other stuff yep or oh, yeah okay. yeah it was set up the so, same way so most clubs probably are about the same way mm-hmm. they don't just
2: have a dj anymore no well, when we first started, remember, we had a guy that was just doing sound. Yeah. And he was in there. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and but. That didn't last very long. No. And we were like, no, he's, he's just going to sit in there? Really? This is some bullshit. Right, and, right, right. And like, he's not going to help us do anything other than he didn't. And then eventually he got fired, thank God. And then, but before that, one of the other door guys had got trained on sound. I don't know if he needed time off or Stacy just wanted another backup to do sound. And then he gets in there and he's like, oh, this is super easy. He's like, because the guy that was doing it made it seem like it was so hard. So that yeah. way, because all he did was sit back there and fucking do nothing. Right. And so then he's like, yo, I got to do all this stuff and push these buttons and da, da, da. And, and then the other guy comes in, Scott, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's nothing to this. All you right. got to do is just this and this and that. And, and then trained us. And then we you know, were like, oh, yeah, there's really not, nothing to this like no. he had said after he got fired.
0: Well, and that's why I always tell those guys that like, I'm not going to be grabbing tubs when I feel like I have to stay in there because yeah. I feel bad that I'm not doing shit too, you know. Because uh, I don't usually sit. I don't feel like any of us usually sit in yeah. there the entire yeah. time, you
3: know. The sound cues have come a long way too. Now even right. even Brian the the swinger.
2: Midnight, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah midnight yeah. swinger. Yeah,
3: he carries his own stuff on a pedal. That is right. true. I mean, he doesn't need anything. That is true. Right.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, a lot of people now either have a playlist that they email us, like the yeah. drag show, yep. or uh, they have their own device Spotify that they channels. plug in. Or, yeah, I remember you know. they
3: were bringing CDs. CD, right? yeah. mm-hmm. play track one, play track four. I
2: don't know the last time I used that CD player that's in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Rob Schneider was the last time I used it.
2: Really? Really.
1: Yeah. But he would he would bring in dinner music. Oh, mm. yeah. To get people in the like mood. pre seating Really? Yep. He's like, just just play this while you're seating.
0: So I've only worked one of his shows, and I don't know why he did this or if he always did this, but he had, like, cotton in his ears. Like, cotton balls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, in his ears. Like inside of his ears, like you couldn't tell until you got close, but like inside of his ear holes, there was cotton. I completely um, forgot about that, but and, now that you mention it, and, I, I remember that. And,
2: I never noticed. And him.
0: That was the last. That's the only time I worked with him. It was the last time he was here. But I don't know. You know, like maybe it's too loud in here. I don't know what his deal was. And not saying that there's anything wrong with him. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was strange because I noticed it. Yeah. Hmm. I think it was when I took a picture with him because he's so much smaller, like look,
1: looking down at him. Like,
0: hey, <laughs> down there, little weird. buddy.
2: <laughs> what you got in your ear
1: there? Can Let you me hear get that me? Up for you <laughs> So Okay, so since we brought him up, anytime somebody's talking about Rob Schneider or, if, you know, if I'm with people who are watching a movie as Rob Schneider, I always got to say, you want to hear my Rob Schneider story? Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yes. What the fuck so, are we doing? <laughs> so he, he's, he's a huge Beatles fan. Huge Beatles fan. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, he has his prized possession, which when, when the, the wildfires were in California, like the only thing he grabbed was he went in his safe and he took his, he has like an album that's signed by all four Beatles. No way. Nice. Uh, he nice. like took that and he goes, that, that's all I need. Anyway, so he's a huge Beatles fan. And so I was driving him back to the hotel. And so I put the Beatles on. And I, I put on a playlist that I'd made that have, had the Beatles and other artists as well. And so we're driving in the hotel, and he's talking about the Beatles, of course. And I'm a Beatles fan, so, you know, we're talking together. The next song was David Bowie. And so he started talking about David Bowie. He's, a, he's like, oh, man, if you ever get a chance to see David Bowie, what a masterful showman. He, he truly puts on a show. He is a true artist. He goes, I remember working with him when he was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. He goes, it, it, it's truly amazing. I don't know if he's still touring or not, but if he is, you've got to see David Bowie. he would be the best show you ever see. That next day, wake up in the morning, open up my phone, David Bowie had died. I had no way. I had never had a conversation with anybody about David Bowie, and I do. And the guy dies, and then he fucking wow. And that's wow. And that's my Rob
3: Schneider story. <laughs> going going home at the end of the night, just oh new bucket list. David Bowie. Yeah, you wake up in the morning, you scratch it. <laughs> Taking that off the bucket list.
0: <laughs> um, uh, we've gone pretty long here. That's Let's. Crazy. Uh, Let's get to the most important question of the night. Mm. The strangest <laughs> place that you've taken a dump.
1: <laughs> All right. I knew this question was coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, But
1: I really had to think a long time about it because... I think Brian knows. I do not poop in
3: public. You're shy. That I, I'm, is not my thing. Listen,
0: I'm the same way. Like uh, I live pretty close to the club. Yep. I luckily it hasn't happened yet. But if I had an emergency poop, I would literally tell everyone that I'm leaving and coming back and go to my house to yep. shit before I shat here
1: <laughs> for sure. Oh most yeah, definitely. I would do that all the time. I'd leave work and be like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go home for lunch today." Yeah. <laughs> And I, I literally go in here to use to
0: pee, and I hear all these guys shitting everywhere. Well, <laughs> yeah, animals, yeah, animals. So it's not like, yeah. 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 They don't care. <laughs> they don't Fucking care. animals.
3: I shit on the back of the toilet twice this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, at home or here? Not at home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you're hovering or just... just? It was... Uh- it was uh, anxiety. Oh, like, okay. You know, you're 10 steps away. You're like, oh, I'm at like a one. You're nine <laughs> steps away. You're at a two. <laughs>
0: and you see that toilet and it's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like,
3: I got, I got time to sit down. No. Nope.
0: Nah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've been uh, working a uh, ticket booth here during the day and I had to take a shit and I'm the only one here and I'm in there shitting and all of a sudden. <laughs> On the outside of the door, he's like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone here? And then my nerves, then I have to shit more because I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, they heard everything. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs>
1: anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, so,
2: so anywhere in I, public I don't, is I your don't
1: answer? Have, I don't have a strange place, but I have the one that I'm most proud of. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: I like it. So. Yeah.
1: I go to Chicago pretty regularly. And even then, I I only poop in a a friendly location. (laughs) Not on the south side. um,
2: (laughs) 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 So restaurants and bathroom or gas stations, not so much? I I
1: have places that I know that are fit for Christian (laughs) butt (laughs) cheeks. And so (laughs) (laughs) So my wife and I, we were in Chicago visiting friends. And we were staying at their place. So we weren't staying in a hotel. I'll poop in a hotel all day long. Oh, okay, I'm sure. okay with that.
0: That's a private room. That's your right. home. Yeah. That's your exactly. home away from home. Yep.
1: And we had been doing a lot of drinking. Uh, we went to like a street festival the night before. And we weren't drinking like light beer, these were all pale ales and heavy beers. Oh. And we had drank plenty. Woke up the next day and I had the bubble guts. Mm. And my wife and I, we, we hit downtown. We're walking the streets. We go out for breakfast. Um, we stopped at a seven 11 to buy a bunch of beer to bring back to my friend's house. Cause we had pretty much drank everything that they had and I had to go. And so I asked the person behind the counter if they had a bathroom and they said, no, Starbucks, <laughs> There's a Starbucks across the street. I was like, uh, There's okay. a lot of people in Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, <it's a laughs> <lot> of- <laughs> so, so I go in there and of course, you know, Starbucks is known for having, Open restaurants. You know, if you you go to an urban downtown area, it's impossible to find a public restroom. Yeah. This is true. Starbucks, their door is always open. Yep. And so I go in there and I see that there's like 12 squares of toilet paper. I said, I can do this. That's all? That was it. But I was like, I can do it. <laughs> I mean, there was, it was coming. There was no, I can't go. Yeah. I can't go to the, to the barista and ask for a fresh yeah, it roll. Happens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Yes. And, and so I did it and somehow I managed to do it cleanly enough that I was able to use no more than, you know, the few squares that were, that were there. Huh. And I walked out of there a new man because I, I felt like, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like for the first time in my life, like I am a Chicagoan. Like mm-hmm. I crapped. Uh. In a Starbucks bathroom. I, I belong here. This is, <laughs> this is my place. Was it weight lifted off your shoulders? Yeah, it was. I was really proud of myself. You said, duh, bears. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel true. like the, the worst shit I've ever taken in my life was in Chicago. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was leaving downtown to get on the Vomit Comet, the 11 p.m. train. The last train that leaves downtown. To take you out to the suburbs, and
0: they call it that because that runs puking from the bars. Disgusting, yeah. Yes. So I was
3: in their central station, and I had to go. I like, I gotta go. This is a thing that's happening right now. And <laughs> oh, in the train station, in the train station, that's real hostile yeah. territory. Yeah. Yeah. They're all full. They're all full. And I'm, definitely, bombs uh, sleeping. in those And I toilets. get all the way down to the end, and I open that up, and it's it's broken. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a, a little mountain of poop. Sticking Uh, in the toilet, uh, oh, those are the worst. They have those. uh, They have that paper that is a machine that goes over the seat. Yeah, the automatic seat covers. it's been gone for a decade.
2: Uh (laughs) I had to go. There was stains. What'd you you do? I made it happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. Did you just add to the mountain? Yeah. So
3: how
0: high was the mountain? Did that? (laughs) Did your poop adding to it it touch your butt
3: (laughs) as you as you exited? Was it like a porta potty at a concert? (laughs) It is, uh, I don't remember any foreign material on my body, uh-huh. but if that was like an avant-garde art installation, it <laughs> definitely, like, added. to it. So you're an artiste. Yeah. It's like Jackson Pollock. <laughs>
0: Do you, do you you don't mind shitting in public? I, don't, no, I, I poop everywhere. Yeah, I feel like it. <laughs> I feel like you've pooped here a lot. I've worked here a lot. I've though. heard it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I used to be, but then you know, I I quickly got over that after seeing so many people. Really, one of the big turning points for me is we were we had just graduated from college and we were hanging out, and we were, somebody had the idea of let's go down to the adult emporium down in Council Bluffs. So I'm like, all right, cool. I uh, burned down. <laughs> this was before it burned down, and uh, we're standing, hanging around, and my buddy's like, "I gotta go take a shit." So we're like, "We're in the fucking adult emporium." He's like, yeah, "I don't care, I got a shit." So he oh, goes this to the is adult emporium. A bad like, oh. fucking move. Yeah. Well, and so he goes in there, and and he it was known for taking massively long shits. <laughs> he was in the adult emporium bathroom for thirty minutes. Shitting while we walked around. And you I was guys like, priced out we, every fucking Oh yeah. Photo we knew we knew all the dildos. We we knew we had them by size, by weight, by color. You saw the rambone. Oh That's, yeah. You yeah. saw the, the, the dominator, the fucking everything. And and I was like, if he can spend 30 minutes on the shitter in the Dalton Porium, I can go crap for five minutes at fucking Burger King. I mean <laughs> <laughs> kept
3: getting those knocks on the door <laughs> and on the wall. <laughs> and the feet under the stall.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was definitely a guy's dick coming through the uh, <laughs> <partrician> there. <laughs> partition there. <laughs> partition? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I definitely would shit my pants before ever shitting at the Dole Emporium, for sure. <laughs> and I would stand there and just have everyone smell it, too, because I'm not shooting.
2: Well, it's counts of a bluff. You could have gone
0: outside and done it in a bush. You don't think there's cum on that toilet seat, dude. <laughs> that guy's butthole got pregnant, for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry to Christian's family that's listening.
3: <laughs> I think, like, if they... Hour through this hour hour and a half that now they're like well we're in now yeah so it's no big deal yeah, no, <laughs> you're right it is like hour and a half
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, which brings us to uh, the end <laughs> which is uh, let's stuff Christian's mouth with cheetah hell yeah <laughs> how many do you think you can get wait. Uh, you have to consent to this first. Uh, I got a legal team now. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I need consent. Uh, Is that the...
2: legal team, Covey?
0: <laughs> uh, At- no, <laughs> after last week. <laughs> no, I'm in the process of suing him right now. <laughs> 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 Just kidding.
1: <laughs> did you, Did you say consent or consent? <laughs> uh second one. Pull out an old uh, yeah. uh, untamed shrews, untamed shrews joke. <laughs>
0: Which I didn't know. I learned maybe last week or the week before that uh, the Alabama Slammer was... Uh, Susan Smith. Susan. I wish I would have wrestled her back in the day. I feel <laughs> like we could have had a good match. I'm
2: sure she could wrestle you now.
0: I mean, i wrestle her right now, too. <laughs> set it up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have
2: Colleen make the call.
0: Uh, it would be hilarious when she whips my ass. <laughs> oh, yes. Very much so. Um, guesses for Christian. We haven't done guesses
1: in a while.
2: We haven't. I was thinking about that.
1: I, can, um, I better take a look at these before I
2: Oh no, they're good. No, a, oh yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I just I I Another oh, been big. so long no, since I had big. one of these. I, big. I think Christian's getting set uh, uh, we'll say 8. Uh I I'm going 6. six? <laughs> no. I almost said 7, but I think I'll go with 8. 8. Um yeah. do we so uh, with with Kobe last time, because he went through a whole of those mini bags and had to open up a second mini bag. Yeah, that's yes. not going to be an do issue. Do we want to <laughs> have... <laughs> okay, then. I was going to say, do you want to open up the second bag ahead of time? I don't, I don't see how that's possible. I
0: think there's exactly 11 in there, maybe. Didn't you <laughs> no. put 11 from I one? nine.
2: Nine, or nine from one? Yeah, nine or 10.
0: He was really stuffing them okay. in there. It was great. Hold on. I definitely have more than nine or ten in this bag. think so? Yeah, maybe it's not a uh, a universal count they put in there, which we should really be tweeting the fuck out of Cheetos lately. We did a couple times, and uh, they did a little flirty wink back at us. And all that's I can think of is, like, that's uh, like Chester Cheetos. You know, he's sly. He's sly, guy. Because <laughs> it was like a wink. uh one of the old members of Door guys scott posted something to him and it was a, it was a pretty nice poem about Door guys podcast and cheetos <laughs> and uh, they they just like did a little like wink emoji and i was like I, do, are they
2: trying to have sex with us <laughs> I,
0: <like>, I, <laughs> I don't understand what that trying means trying to slide into your dms
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here we go here's the first uh, one
2: you know the rules right i mean uh, oh i'm very familiar you're an with avid the rules. listener so you know the rules super fan number one guy
1: it's like contestants of jeopardy. You don't have to explain the rules to them. They it, know how yeah, to you're right. Exactly. You're right.
2: I figured, but I would I was clarifying for the listeners that Christian needs no uh, in, instructions. Who is Cheetos? <laughs> what is a Cheetos? <laughs> All right, let's try this. Here we go. Here's go. number one. Number one. It's going
0: on left side. That's a popular side. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there like a dip. This, I yep. dude, I might have I should have not guessed six. Number two. <laughs> number two, very easily. I feel like he's been strategizing. No, not at all. Not at all?
3: <laughs> they don't have like Cheetos Three. at the brake bending machine at work.
2: <laughs> They've been doing it all week. Yeah, they're called chicken legs. Number
3: four. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's, not, let's not start the chicken
3: leg challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't do that one. That one's way too bad.
0: Dude, that one is weird. It's a weird one. Five. That's five. Yep. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh.
3: It's gotta do he made a little days. face right yeah. there
0: that was kind of like, uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> Davis,
2: you might be having it. Six. You got to get the stuffed face one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to wiggle it in there. Seven. That's seven. Yeah, that's close mm. enough. That's half I mean, enough. that's yeah. good. Yeah. I already lost. <laughs> Getting that one in there, number eight. Oh, yeah. No problem. That's it? Huh? That's it? We're tapping it? out no, at eight. That's good. We <laughs> called it, Brian. Nice guy- I was going to say.
0: This was rigged.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he just stopped for us. I just lost $70, you guys. <laughs> and Davis brought a bag ahead of time because Christian reminded him, so he has a place to Bit all That might be the second
0: time ever that I've grabbed the garbage bag before and didn't have to leave during the pocket. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so good on you, Justin Davis. I w-
1: would have I w- I tried to good eat them, Christian. but I don't think I could have moved my mouth anymore. No,
0: nope. you can't. Look, I think it's dangerous. I. Uh, it's a thing that I like to label Cheeto long. <laughs> I don't know how many people it's happened to. It might have happened to uh, D-Bob when you saw him. <laughs> <He might've,
2: laughs> I don't know Cheetos where he's everything. at <laughs> He
0: wasn't Cheeto long. He was Cheeto body. <laughs> It's definitely getting dust in your lung. <laughs> For sure. Eight's a pretty good showing. You definitely destroyed Josh Potter, Nick Allen, yeah. and Richard Reese. And yeah, I called all you guys
1: Well, I knew up. I was going to do better than Nick Allen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't take too kindly to these words and he'll be back soon to yeah. uh, try to, uh,
2: He's put up or shut up.
0: Yeah. Him and Richard are going to have a head to head here pretty soon. It was, uh, the word
1: on the street.
2: Yeah, and there's some serious uh, uh, shit talking going on between the two of them about uh,
1: yeah, I think, the results. I think having the two of them on the podcast would, I don't know if that would be really good or really bad. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm pretty sure
0: when I had Richard on before he stole, well, I gave it to him, my Bill Cosby penthouse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He still has it, and I don't know. I mean, He hasn't been kicked out yet. So.
2: <laughs> there's only one way to find out if it's going to be good or bad.
3: <laughs> that's to listen to it
2: i had a good time on their
3: podcast back when they were listening to records oh yes. yeah
2: yeah yeah uh
0: that's it nice. was dope podcast before dope that podcast. It was like records after midnight or yeah vinyls, vinyls after, after dark midnight. yeah yep.
1: it was that was a it, it was, was a good, one. good one yeah and, you brought uh, uh, what some zeppelin didn't you
3: uh yardbirds technically yeah
2: nice nice
1: well, I guess uh, that brings us
0: to the end here. Um, hit us up at doorguyspod at yahoo.com. Um, I don't all know the socials
2: else. Facebook, Twitter, yeah,
0: Facebook, all that Snapchat, shit. We're gonna have a pa- Instagram. We're going to have a Patreon soon where you we'll all. See have- Pornhub? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should try to hit it up there. Fuck, I think yeah. we can get on there. Yeah. But- <laughs> We're gonna have a Patreon that uh, once we figure out how to do it, that's gonna come soon, where we have some extra treats for you guys. You might have to pay a couple dollars, maybe five bucks or some couple. Help cover the costs, uh, just to help us out a little bit. But we'll also give you guys some more content, stickers, things like that. And uh, yeah, you I don't need know
3: another mic over here. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> some new equipment here. We need to so get some new new mic. Pause it
0: in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, I don't know. Uh, thanks for being here, Christian.
1: Thanks, Christian. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, fun. I've been
0: waiting to do this for a long time with you. We've, I haven't seen you in forever, yeah, so it's great good to, to have see you buddy. around, man. And uh, Real good hopefully to see you. you do start working here again soon.
2: Fuck yeah, I, I would like love that. it. Then I you can become like a regular uh, member, just like you know, just like how Ty Walsh had to do it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was a lot of
1: shit talk going
2: around yes, about uh,
0: Ty Walsh being on here every time, and uh, we, we, we didn't mean, take Kylie to that, so we just hired him as yeah, a door. guy it. you
1: just put him on
2: staff. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna he be, be here anyway.
0: He's <laughs> my friend, and he's funny. So get fucked. Shut down the haters. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, tune in again next week. Thanks, guys.
1: We can dance if we want to We can leave your friends behind Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance Well, they are no friends of mine See, we can go where we want to Places they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world We don't be one far behind Oh, We can go if we want to young and so am i and we can dress real neat from our hearts to our feet and surprise them with a big trick cry Say we can act if we want to if we don't nobody will and you can act real rude and totally removed and i can act like
2: an imbecile i say we can dance we can dance everything's out of control but we can dance we can dance we're doing it